BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. <laughs> <laughs> You think it should kick uh, off? Let's start with that because that's where it ends. Hey y'all, this is Early James from Birmingham, Alabama, and this is Way the Dinosaur. Hell yeah! Nailed it. Nailed it. Time 
I love to wallow It's such a hard Pill to swallow dry Misdiagnosing It's a thing That I love to justify And now I'm dancing On thin ice While my mind is heavy With thoughts And that I guess it's all been said and did before. Oh, semantics, second hand lines to Lord. He said, she said, I don't know what to say. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. I've got early James in the latest. We have James, Ford, Cammy, Monk, and an air conditioner that just won't quit. Here we are for part two. Let's go. I mean, like, if we want to fucking go down memory lane here, like, <laughs> let's go. The the people that are most important on all of R and B music never got solos. You know, Fair I enough. would have to do a Google search. <laughs> yeah, they are all black players. New note. You know, like, but like, of course, horn players were the lead players. But like, the shit that, yeah, you know, Jimi Hendrix was one of them. And the R and B Chitlin Circuit, like. That rhythm playing was it birthed the meters, like it it birthed the thought process of like rhythm playing can be lead playing. First of all, the electric guitar was a new thing in the fifties, and Hendrix when he started playing for uh, fucking I can't even remember. Who he's playing for? Richard, Little Richard. Uh, when he when he started playing for Little Richard, um, you know, like a lead guitar player was not really, unless it was blues. You know, it, Clapton was a thing, but like it, it it was so strange. Like I mean, like the first lead guitar player was uh, Gypsy Jazz, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, like Jenga Reinhardt, like it was ridiculous to be known as a lead guitar player. Yeah, and in really from Django, there you know you you've got people like uh, they're all arch top players. Um, What's that? Yeah, folks playing for Hank, 
senior or like um, any of that old uh, what you call it like the the like uh, country jazz honky uh, honky tonk Texas swing maybe? Texas swing stuff like but those guys. They're like, like Eddie, Eddie Lang, Eddie Lang, or like, yeah. you know, like, 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 like what you talking about? Could, could you go back and talk about like the Fame Gang and some of those bands that backed everybody up in Muscle Shoals? Yeah, like I mean, those. I mean, that's those people didn't the rhythm, really understand the rhythm is good. the forward, you know. That was that was a. The if, if you watch the, the documentary, then. You realize those people didn't know how good they were. Sure, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the best documentaries ever. Which one? Muscle Shoals. Yeah. That's a fucking fantastic documentary. There's an old uh, soul song. Uh, the, the Birth of I, Southern Rock. Um, yeah. By a guy named Don Covey. And it's Jimi Hendrix playing guitar on it. And it's nothing like Jimi Hendrix. He, but it's him. I mean, it's his double stops, and his yeah. flicks, and, but it's the rhythm playing is what's so cool about it. And to his point, um, that really makes that makes that song. And I know it's um, probably not as flashy as playing, but to me, it's some of my favorite stuff I've ever heard of him. And you'd never know it's him unless you look that up. Everything's I'm sorry, gone I'm shit. Sorry, I'm here reporting live from the living room. You put me on Everything's this. It's, it's, you put me on this sorry, fucking couch. Sorry, everybody calm down. It's cool. I mean, it's a gorgeous couch and it's comfortable as fuck. I'm sorry if I'm laying down. I double fisted, so I didn't have to go back. No. Can I talk about two things about being from the South? It's untapped and vinyl, so. I, I think so. You can just cut it out. Go ahead. Do your thing. Can I ask a question? You yeah. can ask every question. Are this you, reminds me of Taylor. Are going to be edited? Yes. Sheet and heart. That's yes. A good, it's, good. it's actually good. And I'll, I will also like contact you about what needs to be. <laughs> right? Unless it's like Adrian at the end and he's like, do not cut that. Little boy butts. <laughs> yeah. I did that one time. Actually, you could edit I did there. something and I said, I said just cut that. Let's start over. And he left it in there. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> Jimbo Mathis, since I dropped this one. You're good, dude. Just just let me know. <laughs> let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. You come on. Leave that in there. <laughs> so there's a record. That's it, sir. Can we two things from the south? Uh, no, now I'm scared. <laughs> two things from the south. Okay, okay. Think one. <laughs> the, I just remember. I, and I want you to talk about horse pins. That's three things from the South. Okay. No, that's well, one thing from play the South. play that game where everybody... I have to have a list. I have to have a list. <laughs> I'm very compartmentalized. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the worst stage banter. All right. What, what? Yeah, we yeah, gotta do that. I gotta ask James Mullis the James Mullis question. Yeah. All right, so there's this question <laughs> that James, after he came on the podcast, he asked me, was... uh. You should start asking every musician you have on about the worst stage banner they ever heard. And so, 
I'm going to return that question to you, James. <laughs> Did you tell them what I heard at any point? I told two off the mic. Off the mic. Okay. But no uh, one knows the origination of the okay. of the origin. <laughs> Elaborate, please. I'm it's lost. The origination of the, the worst. I mean, I've heard a lot of bad stage banter, including my own. Yeah. But um, the worst I ever heard. I mean, this was this is almost four years ago at the Nick in Birmingham, and um, God only knows everyone is going to come from that place. I did not know Adrian at this point. Um, You've only known Adrian four years. Yeah. Wow. He almost was a dandy. So I was playing, this is back when I didn't drink. Um, How long ago was that? Lifetime ago. <laughs> About the Sundays. It was in this magical time when I would play these gigs at the Nick. And like at the time, my coworker, my old coworker, was a bartender at the Nick. And she would keep these checks for me and they they weren't checks they were like five dollar bills like five dollars <laughs> you know because like, I, I didn't hang out I didn't drink it this time yeah and um so people would like buy I, you a shot and she would just keep I the... didn't drink no I didn't drink like that damn like, she should but why would that. she keep it though <laughs> yeah that's probably what it was I didn't stick I, I was always the opener. Oh, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I never stuck around. I'd play my set and leave every time. Yeah. And I'd do five or six of these. And I'd give in three or four months. And uh, show up and, like, uh, <laughs> it's Madeline Zink, uh, Z, at the Knicks. She doesn't work there anymore. She's a criminal investigative uh, I don't know what she does uh, but she has moved on from the Nick which is good for her but um, I used to work with her at Pet Supplies Plus uh, in Birmingham Alabama but that was my first job in Birmingham and uh, it was my son's I first would, job in Tuscaloosa <laughs> <laughs> full circle and, and yeah. I would just you know leave after my set which now is unheard of because I always want to listen. It was kind of a learning step. Like, I just, first of all, I didn't really drink and I didn't want to be around people who did drink. So you just. And it was leave. smoky at the time. Did you smoke? It, did, it was not smoky was at not, the time. No. But um, it was smoky yeah. outside. And I, I did smoke off and on at the time, but like, I just, I was in this weird relationship. But, um, long story short, um, wait, what were we talking about? The neck and, what? We were talking about stage banner. Stage, okay. Yes. You're, you're so, yeah. So, back, back when you I was, when back when I was super sober, back, in, back when back. I remembered everything. Um, we've gone that far back now. Yeah, I, sh I show up super early for this uh, load-in. 8 p.m. load-in is Nick time. Um, 
that's at least what they tell the opener uh, back in that time. And so, you know, it's just a guitar, and uh, that's it for me. And uh, I'm loaded in at 8 p.m. Ain't got shit to do because I brought my guitar in. That's load in. And uh, I'm just kind of like, no one's at the bar at the neck except for this band, who I will not say the name of uh, because I don't remember it. Okay. But also, if you want to look it up, it had uh, snakes. White snake? Cobra. Yeah. yeah, I think I opened for White Snake. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it, it was very, like, you know, faux. Christian. Faux bluegrass. Christian you know, they had a drummer, but they're not bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. They've got a banjo player, but it's the lead singer's girlfriend. Uh, and she doesn't really know how to play, but <laughs> she doesn't really know how to play the fucking banjo. Par for the course. And uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm just kind of here for load-in, because my, like, I walk up on stage, uh, yeah, that's in tune, uh, yeah, that's coming clear, like, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just playing solo acoustic. And uh, this guy talks at length of how, like, he just wants his girlfriend to just like be his confidant he doesn't want her to like talk about anything but what he's going through and when she starts talking about politics and what she sees on the news he hates it he doesn't want to hear about that because he tunes it out mm. and Wait, he's saying this, this turns, is in the mic? This, like, so he... No, this is not in the mic at all. Oh, okay. This is just him talking to his bandmates, his bass player. And he's just like, I mean, like, we're just sitting there, and I'm, like, getting ready for the gig, and she's talking about politics, and I'm just like... And it, this apparently evolves into an argument, and he's like, you're not on the gig anymore. Wow. And she's like, cool. So she stays at the hotel room. And in a blunder to get to the gig, he doesn't bring his wallet. So, <laughs> he's clearly like a 35-year-old male. Yeah. And they're... I don't trying know, to ID him. They're trying to ID him, and they're like, I mean, like, can I get your ID? <laughs> like, Pam's there at the neck, and she's like, oh, like, I'll front you. Like, just fucking play the gig. Like, you can drink. He continues to get loaded as fuck. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, he's throwing a fucking fit until Pam shows up to just be like, okay, like, just get him some beers. Like, he's already kind of drunk as he shows up. And, uh, long story short, I get done with my set. As I'm leaving, I hear this guy. Well, it's not even him. It's not even the lead singer. <laughs> His bass player or guitar player, somebody is like, "Motherfucker, you can't say we don't live our songs." <laughs> I 
totally nailed it. <laughs> I just, I just sit there in disbelief. It's just like you can't say we don't live our song. Like, I want that to be like BB Palmer. <laughs> and that was the first time. That was the first time. I've heard a lot of. That was banter, but that was for everyone. That was they weren't even performing yet. And also, I can't say for a fucking rooster's teeth how they sounded like. Yeah, they, that, that wasn't in between like, songs kind of. No, thing. I, I was, didn't stay for no, the set. That's what I'm saying. It was I, the first time there was a proclamation made about a person's song. You can't without, say we don't live the songs without ever hearing a song. <laughs> who, knows, who knows man that could have been a, a hell of a set <laughs> guarantee you it wasn't the, the, the whole time we're talking about stage banner I try, I try to think about the worst one I ever fucking heard and it's pro. I went to the Nick and we saw Joe Buck Yourself who is the he, he played upright bass for Hank 3 and he also has his own one man band going on and like basically his fucking in between when he's tuning up his shit is like motherfucker and he tuned the shit up and he get motherfuckers you ready motherfuckers and he tuned up and that was like the whole fucking spiel the whole time and like even when there was a breakdown in the song where he was just fucking tapping the bass drum he was like motherfuckers and it's like the whole fucking Wait, I'm, thing I'm sorry, like that's probably the wrong? worst stage better I've ever heard. And, like, we had a chance out on the front patio to smoke cigarettes. You were getting yourself into at that point, yeah. though. Yeah, it's like, but we were out on the front steps with him, and, like, every other word out of his mouth was, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I appreciate you buying this motherfucking record. And he's, like, looking at CDs. He's like, I decorate all these motherfuckers. It's like, I think the hardest stage is I, I, think he might, I think he might have killed the question right there. Yeah. I, think he, I, no, I don't think anybody like, will do more after that. The, I will say all the stage banter between, with the live stream and like like people that have had to live stream through COVID mm. and like to nothing. And you're used to saying shit to an audience and you're just like, let me say this planned stage banter. And it dies. Everyone pause for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I did have a bad. He's got a bad one. Ooh. So. Shit. This was a. Uh, so. To frame the story, um, we had just played. I mean, we're having trouble playing as good of a set as we played. Yeah. At uh, Little Harpeth Brewing. Right when we like got announced as uh, Easy Eye Sound artists, like record's not out yet. It's our first thing. None of, none of these people have heard these songs. Like they will be on the record, and it's our first gig. Me, Ford, Adrian, and Joey playing as a four-piece kind of rock band. And uh, I had a follow-up question. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we have this great show. Like yeah, we kill it. I, like I don't normally say this. Like it was really just a really good gig. Um, and then we follow up with like two other gigs that, in my opinion, we did not kill. But uh, the first gig we ever get as a four-piece band, we really do kill. And um, 
we have to come back to Birmingham after riding that high. And we, we <laughs> play this gig at Alice Stevenson. <laughs> I was going to bring it up if that wasn't <laughs> where I was leading to. And this is my That's I a mean, cool fucking place to see a show, though. Yeah, I mean, I saw, yeah. sounds great. Yeah, I saw yeah, Robert Ellis there. Worse, which makes it worse. Which makes it worse. Here we go, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, the clientele is. Clientele is fifties, artsy, fartsy, old motherfuckers. And, and my roommate and his like three buddies that are like in their twenties, drunk that's as the, shit, going woo yeah. front row, front yeah, yeah. row, no, for real. Like yeah. that's exactly yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. Like three buddies, kind of day drunk. And my now roommate Zach Austin. <laughs> And well, not you, Daniel. Daniel, you're a saint. <laughs> and we perform this, and you know, I I have like a stupid banter thing I do. I was like, I do Wade the Dinosaur, which is a song on the record, and I'm like, this is a song for all you dinosaurs. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> all you dinosaur lovers, or something. I'm like trying to. The way you made it, it tonight was right. Like you said yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. you tried to pull it I, back. And and since then, I have formed yeah, it. Like, this is a song for the works. kids, you know. Like, and like <laughs> because like all your banter between songs tonight, I knew what he's like. This is a song about a horse, and I was like. Tapping the person next to yeah, me, I was like, yeah, yeah. "This is one of my favorite songs off the record." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it's like not know? a horse. It's not a horse. Well, what what I did because the record had not come out yet at this point, and that was just like, it makes it so much better. Uh, this song's for all you dinosaur lovers. Some of you might have been there. I think I think you were like some of you might have been you said something. You weren't even there. You don't know. You said something to the effect of, and speaking of all you dinosaurs. It was 15, 16 year old. My wife was in the crowd, and she's and she. I could see her face like. <laughs> I literally and, and my buddy, my buddy actually runs. That's a jaw drop, by the way. Yes, that's, that's, yes. that's my wife's yeah. jaw drop. And my buddy actually does Rebecca. Uh, the sound stuff for the place, right? He, he kind of heads that up. And at the end of the gig, I walk over to him and I was like, "Did did you catch that comment about the dinosaurs?" Oh yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. James is bad. You can't. Well, I, I will. I will give it to James tonight, because I don't ever heckle, at all. And I wasn't trying to heckle tonight. I was trying so hard. Just want to wait for a minute. No. Well, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I want him to be able to respond. Oh my gosh, can I say my southern so, thing? Did he steal my other beer? I brought two beers out here. <laughs> no, There's I, one I fucking did, beer I did, left. I did, I did. I did. I did. You did. Go ahead. Go ahead with yours. Okay. Yeah. So my two southern things when I was always like when people were like, I'm just gonna move to like California because you know, they're so cool out there. And you're just like, What it's cheap as shit to live here. Like let's just be cool here. Here. (laughs) Like, why move? That's the one thing. And then the other thing, when I was doing performance art stuff in New York, um, and my friend that's a performance artist there, and she, like, managed to get these children in this show, but everyone's so thirsty to be famous there. And, like, anyway, and she, one of the kids, 
she was like, figured out I was from Alabama. And she was like, you're from Alabama? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're wearing shoes? <laughs> no, it's like... No shit. Listen, but like, I... like, I hate shoes. And I was only wearing shoes because I was in the city. Like, and My cousins. That's a, that's a for real. Th- this real is years ago. Type. This is years ago, Cammie. <laughs> yeah. My cousins, they're from Oregon. They came down and stayed with us. Like, my family in our yeah. home. Yeah. And Mississippi State, well, you know, is in Starville. Oh, it's just less now. We're taking over. And, uh, <laughs> dude, the first remark they gave uh-huh. when they showed up at the house and they were, like, literally landed at the airport. Yeah. They came to our house. They got ready. And they were going to the game. And, like, the, fr- the off-putting comment that was just so wild to me was... You wear shoes? And I was like, well, you know, typically here in the South, if it's warm, no. No. Well, but... but, but, but you like, never heard such no, a No, but it's more of a city country. Because when I lived on the water, like, you just never wore shoes. But, like, living more in the city, like, there's glass and shit everywhere. That's right. You know. But, I mean, if it's like a... It's, if it's like a pinworm, you can do that. But you don't want glass in that's a, yeah, it's like, of course we were. I don't, I don't even know where you were. I just think it's what so fucking funny. planet like, you guys are on right now. All, it, like, it was the cutest thing. She was just like, do y'all wear shoes there? Yes, yes, we do. But it's a real thing. The, the South. No, but no, you were like, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. The South, no, we don't. The South don't is not to. a third world country. Get out of here, Ford. But Come like, fuck shoes and pants. Yeah, we, we, we literally wear our cousins. Ain't nobody wearing all a fucking Daniel Boone cap. We all wear the... Yes, we do that. Um, all those things. So so back to the stage banner, I wanted to say that I don't normally heckle, and I wasn't trying to heckle tonight, but there was a point because where James was standing was about five, four or five feet six. from the... Six feet from the windowsill where he had his beer sitting. Yeah. And so at one point he kept, I, I was standing next to him and taking pictures and he kept walking back to his beer. And you and went so, and got a bar stool. And he him. was talking. And so my bar stool was standing there where I had sat and asked him questions. So I moved it over next to him. He didn't see me because he was talking to the crowd. Never, ever anything. And then at one point in the show, I was like, he walked back to get his beer. And I was like, James, I put the bar stool next to you for your beer. And you had the quickest response, and it was perfect, like unplanned, unthought out. You were like, I got to work for it, or whatever you said. That <laughs> That's was exactly fucking, what he that, said. That was fucking awesome. I was like, hell yeah. He took, no, it, no. took that. He never did put his beer no. on the fucking bar stool. Literally looked at it. It was like, no, I got to work for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so props, dude. That was that, cool. That was, that was a good fun. response. Um, the question I want to ask is... Um, I had a thing to say for that. Go for it. Oh. But remember that. Um, and I do not abide by what he does. And also, like, I, I like, uh, love taking a little bit of, of, a, of a rule out of his book. Like, uh, Jack White 
famously like when he when it was just the white stripes. Now like he's like I play Fender brand new things. Yeah. You know, back in the day he used to play like vintage shit everything. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. And he like he would like famously put his slide on the other side so he would have to walk across the stage to get his slide or something. Yeah. Like and um never write a uh, set list. Um And it's just like that's that's a weird thing that's kind of lost now. Like, I don't hear anybody talking about that anymore. Like, tonight was uh, I've wrote my set list. Um, I'm sure I gave Ford some, but you know, like especially when it's a duo. Yeah. You know, like because we were all I never told we, we Ford. We were not expecting. Yeah. You and Ford, you know, we were expecting you and Adrian. Yeah. For one. Yeah, it should have been. And then when I heard Ford's, uh, I, Ford's I, I, coming, and I was like, shit, we got slide. We got steel. Yeah. And I, I pulled some fast ones on Ford tonight where it was like, we had kind of practiced a certain way of a song, and um, long story short, it, it's a song called Stockholm Syndrome. Where normally I go kind of thrashy on guitar, where it's just like all downstrokes. Wah, 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 wah. And I just, at a moment, like, I was just like, I'm just going to finger pick it. And I had shown him what that would sound like in our rehearsals, which was short-lived, but... It's so weird because like me and Ford only had two rehearsals, yeah. And uh, the first one was the real rehearsal. Honestly, the second rehearsal would, felt like a throwaway. Like in retrospect, no, Ford was trying uh, so many things. Poor Ford. Like, How about this? Dude, if I can speak wholeheartedly and honestly, Ford oh, Ford so did not sound good. In the rehearsals. He was trying and to. I, He's more advanced. <laughs> honestly, just believed in him. But I didn't really like how we sounded at rehearsal, but I didn't say that. And this, he hasn't heard this at yeah, all. Yeah. And he knows how I feel. He knows how I feel. Because I, I fucking buddy hugged him immediately after the set and was like, oh my God, dude. I couldn't have asked for a better set. T- tonight, yeah. I don't think anybody there could have heard anything wrong. Like everything sounded no, perfectly pristine went... on point. I was so it, happy. It was it. I mean, I never noticed yeah. it. I was just like, "Holy shit, these two dudes are awesome!" Because I too thought when I was talking with your management company, I thought that Adrian Adrian was coming in. Yeah, yeah. and then. And I, you watch, like, if you go to YouTube and you watch all these videos, it's yeah, always the two yeah. of you. Yeah. And I, so I've never heard you and the pedal still together. So, it's like, never happened. like I, I got a little... You heard it for the first time. I'm like, oh that my was, God, that was pedal the first steel time. is coming in with him. Holy I mean, shit. I'm out. 
I mean, it was fucking I mean, awesome. If I made dude's nipples hard. I mean, it I was, was I, like, I heard that you were coming in. I was like, holy shit. I mean, I, I, straight, up, is, I, I straight up told Ford and I was like, it's hard to ask Adrian back. <laughs> I mean, it's so, and like, and the fact, no. and the fact right. that you joined Adrian, Adrian, get out. And the fact that you joined him and, and complimented him on three, with three different instruments. Yeah, this bud's for you, bro. I was scared. Even though it's not a bud. <laughs> you don't get to say that. Yeah. That's my job. Man, I, I remember the, the first time that we, we podcasted at, at y'all's place, and um, on the way home, I called a buddy of mine. Because I, I'm not, I don't know a lot of still slide players. I, I no don't one know. does. And, and I, I made a phone call that night, and I was like, I just met somebody. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm so blown away. And then the next time he's out playing, uh, you played uh, Taylor Hollingsworth, Will Stewart. Uh, you he played, played that night. Band. You played in Will's band. You opened for Taylor. That's right. And That was a great show. I remember. Um, it, it, that was the last time I saw you. Yeah, that, that was the last time we saw each other. And Taylor's I, honorary seat sitting over there. It, yeah, that's Taylor Hollingsworth's seat over there. But um, I, I remember having his butt I, I ain't remember, big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember having a conversation, um, and I think it was Joey. Is like God only knows how damn talented Ford is, and he don't give himself any fucking credit at that's all. That's frustrating. Yeah. It, it frustrates the shit out of me, and I don't even really know the guy. And I'm telling I you this. Frustrate you Joey, more than you knew him. Also, Joey knows Ford really well. We, yeah. we toured through Canada and shit together. But, dude, like, that night, you played so fucking good, and you, you fucking killed it tonight on three different instruments. Like, there's not enough shit said about you. Okay. Well, we can stop now. Okay. We will. <laughs> and there was, this, there was this one, like... Fucking crunch noise you kept doing. Oh, uh, dude, what it, the that fuck was is, flooring me. What the fuck? So that was, that? was he didn't that was do that. Amazing. He didn't do did. that at rehearsal. Yeah. And when I you was like, like, oh my god, this is cool. Like below the bridge or some shit. He's so good. Like during rehearsal, he was trying all the shitty shit and being like, nope, bad, nope, bad. That's an old blind Willie McTell thing where he would blind Willie McTell would you know play something and he'd scrape. Play under the bridge or something? He played behind the nut or behind the yeah. bridge. And I was trying to well, do that. That was amazing. I think you got and after I, it. And like, and like, I would stop looking because like, fuck, he just did it. And I'd be like, <laughs> damn, he did it again. What the fuck did he do? And I never would see it. It's every weird. Time, every time you did it. Well, first of all, I kept getting distracted by what you were doing. <laughs> 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 I almost forgetting my lyrics. No. no. Okay, because that was it. Because it fucking sounded great. Okay, that was something that I kind of told uh, Hank Knight. Uh, Kalinich. I was telling Kalinich I was having trouble. Because Kalinich would just like do random ass shit because he's so bored. I wasn't bored. I know you're not bored. I was out of ideas. But like, I'm saying these are... This is two and a half hours of Hank night. Yeah, I guess he was. So, like, he was was doing, like, crazy-ass shit. And, like, 
would just randomly like like randomly just like okay and now we're in the major scale yeah like and like you never did that but I'm just saying like when he would do that chucka chucka on like the beyond the um nut yeah. on the mandolin like it was kind of hard to focus and I was like <laughs> That's a good thing. Beyond the okay, Nut. That's, you that's your next episode <laughs> together, Beyond the Nut. When I was... I did it with, once. With Early James as a I used to do it all the time when I was playing, like, Well, styles. the weird thing about <laughs> doing it is when you do that, you immediately stop becoming an instrumentalist. You immediately become a... You become a uh, some special. Eddie, you were fucking Eddie Van Halen out no, there. No, tonight. no, no, no. No, something fucking special happened tonight. Uh, you become a uh, percussionist. Like, well, that's kind of how I approach the mandolin, honestly. Is percussion. And that's what is so cool about. I mean, this is the first gig we ever played together, so. And apparently, no as shit. A do, as a duo, and we fucking witnessed it tonight. Yeah. Now, no, we've played plenty of gigs. We've played tours. Yeah. But, two, but, but, we've but, played but, two tours together well, see, as him as a pedal steel and guitar player. I didn't know I played mandolin. He has never played mandolin on wow. any well, game. And I would believe that. Just like any well, I, game that, it, dude, I feel like I Ford fuck is a fucking mandolin. onion. And like you just have to peel off layers of him. Okay, Shrek. Huh? Alright, Shrek. Oh, no. Do you not... I mean... I'm fucking getting that vibe off him. It's like, how much of this motherfucker is do I not know? Is he making you cry? Are you crying? Do I need a... Shrek, 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 Shrek was talking you know about what? onions in the movie. Have I you not seen the movie? Him. God damn it. Well, thank you. I, I, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything different. You you just, did a fucking Radiohead, I'm fucking around my guitar, creep kind of shit. Where I just, I just wonder, yeah, okay. I wonder what... And it was, and I fucking noticed it. I was like, what the fuck was that? Uh, I've never heard that noise I, come out of a man. I before. sit here now yeah. as a musician who is from Birmingham and has a... You know, I, I wonder... What Ford did wrong in these other bands that he apparently got fired from? <laughs> that's what I did. Now, wait a minute. That's a compliment, dude. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's major. I told right you this. I like that's fucking major, major right Ford, there. Ford, get your ass up Ford, here to the mic. I don't want that to become a thing because that's what I tell people. If I quit a band, I tell people I got fired. Okay, well, but maybe now, I have been fired for bands. Don't get me wrong, but there's well, a, there's a lot. I want to really push into the ethos of everything. Fuck Will Stewart. No, I'm just kidding. Me <laughs> <laughs> no, and Will Stewart are working on a song right now. Me and Will Stewart. <laughs> you can't talk Will Stewart. Me and Will like Stewart have co-written. We, we're we're probably gonna put out a song here in the next year. But for real though, fuck Will Stewart. <laughs> I hope he hears this, baby. <laughs> I hope he but does. But I, I, for real, fucking love Will Stewart. I love that guy too. It's it's weird hearing those words together. Fuck Will I don't Stewart. think anyone's <laughs> ever said fuck Will Stewart. <laughs> I don't think so either. It's weird it happened here, dude. I I, I want to ask you this: Is um, um, 
And I, I think it just, and you, you'll fill me in. And I got two more questions, and we'll get the fuck out of here because we got slappy ass. No more, more. Yeah, we got slappy on the ass and get you on the road. But, um, I admire and respect. Um, you know, I, I guess it's the love of the game. Um, and I, I think it goes to Birmingham like with the necessity of that music scene what do you guess um but man just your willingness to play and like to be a part of different projects and like I don't know even with my like small town bullshit record that I'm trying to do out of my bedroom um Man, just just to be a part of that, you know, is fuck. That's that's got that's incredible to me that you'd offer that service. Well, man. Um, first of all, it's a it's a service to be accepted as a creative. Um, for anyone to think that what I'm gonna do on guitar is cool. I mean, Abe Partridge, you know, yeah. when he asked me to play guitar on his record, I couldn't believe it. But, like, you know, to hear it. it's so weird when people, when, like, they get so, like, oh, like, I can't believe you agreed to it. Yeah. And you have to deal with that, like, weird, you know, uh, the, the, uh, I don't know, like, um, duality of, like, dealing with yourself as a creative and then the fact that someone thinks that you're cool yeah, and too cool for school and, like, they think you're too cool for school to play on their record or something. And I'm like, I can't believe you asked me. They all trade them for art. Yeah. Yeah. Happily. That's how <laughs> yeah. it happened. Happily. <laughs> so, like, long story short, like, Abe asked me and Ford and Adrian to play on this record. And I was like, he was like, I'm going to pay you. And I was like, uh, can you not pay me? Uh, can you just give me some of your art? Yeah. Because yeah. he had some Hank Williams senior stuff that I want. I'm an Alabama. I'm an Alabama astronaut. Like, oh yeah, I'm you paid out my monthly fee, baby. Yeah, like I, I am. All I don't. I can't afford it. But we were talking about this. It's like he's got the best of both worlds. He's got every world. He can go play his set, and then he can sell his art. A huge. Like James said, you know, gave us gave us each an original piece. For, for our, you know, work on his, working on his album, and yeah. I was like stoked. And then I finally got it the other night. I was like, shit. Was he couldn't. It. He couldn't get enough of it. Like, yeah. And he speak, go on the speaking road. as someone who was seeing the art they were given for their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 honestly a very cool thing to spectate. Like, we all kind of agreed, no, I don't want money. Yeah, he tried. You know, 
He yeah. he he was trying to pay all of us. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And it was like, ah, uh, your art to me is worth, you know, like, even though it is, you know, shitty time, I could use the money. But I was like, all of us kind of agreed, like, we would rather have his art because, I mean. And he was appreciative, I mean, you know. We're glad to, we're glad to Abe Partridge. Oh. Yeah. I mean, just with that is like, uh, man. But long story short is, you you saying that I, your 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 point that you're making was, I like. You were appreciative of the fact that I would so easily play guitar on your stuff. Yeah. That is so stupid to me because it's like, man, I, well, first of all, I love you and we're close friends and like, we were fast friends. <laughs> Weirdly fast Weirdly friends. Weirdly fast, dude. And like, like for you to be Of course, here in I would immediately play tonight. guitar on your stuff. Cause like, that's what it is to me. It's, it's, it's communication. Yeah. Like, what I do. On the guitar is just information. Yeah, but you know, like, like of but, course I would give that to you. But like, like the difference is, is like um, the degree of it is like, well, I, what if you're agreeing to shit and you're not, sh- you're not shit. Maybe like the shit I want to do is not good, but you're willing to. Not saying we'd put it out in the world, but you know we would email it back and forth or whatever that looks like. But the fact that you would be down, like there, there is a variance. I agree. Is I like think, I think everyone should think of art as art. And yes. even even if you can't, man, I haven't listened to a lot of your music. You know, like even if you can't encompass a thought for a song, I still like as a person love you and and know you as a person so it's like what how bad can his song be you know it's like maybe if you do bad art you still learn but even then it's just like hell yeah I'll still play guitar on that but bad art is not necessarily bad art it's that person's thought of art yeah nothing's so you can't look at it as bad you can't you know, going that, that's kind of how thought. I feel about yeah. Alan's art. Is like, no, what I haven't. Song, what you do bad? I, I don't. Like, I, I don't know good. what the I've song's gonna songs. sound like. You're good. I've heard a little bit, and Same. it was enough to intrigue me. And like, I'd love to play guitar, but it was like. And if it's really of, shitty bad art, you can make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, there's, there's the potential. This is, um, this is actually the, we, we needed to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you, you really need to stick to the time. Bam. But that's the good thing about like the creative process. It's like yeah. just getting out and doing you it know. with strangers, like art with strangers. Yeah, the you learn so much. Uh, that's why she's doing boudoirs shit. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like the thing about it to like widespread is like, um, you know, tomorrow I'll I'll be in Birmingham with you guys. Um, not just be back in Birmingham in general. Uh, we should cook a meal tomorrow. Why don't we? 
I'm gonna feed you tomorrow. Why don't we? I think I'll we feed you. I'll feed you tomorrow. I'll be there. Um, but Taylor Hollinsworth is like, you know, he put out this art, and I messaged him about it. What did he say? You know, I I just told him I, I wanted a piece, and I was like, I want that piece, and um, he, uh, we yeah, didn't talk yeah, enough about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, come. Come by. I would come back and Wait, do this yeah. podcast again. Yeah, it, it, come come by and get it. He was like, "You you have done so much as far as like supporting me on the show. No, there's no money on this. It is yours, and just just come get it." And I was like, "Fuck! I can't believe that." And he's like, "You talking about Hollingsworth or, yeah, or we, yeah, Hollingsworth? Yeah, yeah. We kiss the Taylor Hollingsworth proverbial neck." Every time we do this, yeah. Can, can I please do yeah. my little kiss? Please. Out? Did I do that on the first? Mm-mm. Like, no. I wanted to bring this up, and Al and I talked about. It. Like, anyone who's ever listened to me, who is a guitar player, can at least say like, if they've heard Hollingsworth, they know I fucking play guitar like him. It's like because because like I, it's I, like I, Justin Thomas Earl too. Like, like like I'll be honest. Like I know limited amount about Justin Towns Earl. I know enough to know that I fucking love his music and he's a brilliant songwriter. Um, but I've never seen anybody open-handed just fucking... Just like you're... You, it's like when I was growing up and I, in the 90s and I remember Les Claypool playing the bass. Hell yeah. He just fucking strummed the fucking bass. But all this shit was coming out mm-hmm. and his fucking hand was just going back and forth on the fucking bass the whole time. But his fingers were doing all the work. You guys, I've never seen two guitar players play like you and Taylor Hollingsworth play. That's a good, that's that's very intrinsic. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very true. First of all, a huge compliment. But, yeah, I uh, mean, both of you. I mean, like to watch you play, I'm just amazed that, like, and, and you don't, I don't, you and, well, you and Taylor either one. Y'all don't even move your, your, your left hand as I, much it's, as it's Les not, Claypool does. It's like, what the fuck is going on there? It's mind-boggling. So with Taylor's playing, he, uh, you know, I, I didn't know I was, it's huge because the first, I remember this um, hugely because I remember like, Starting to play guitar with an acoustic guitar, and living in this one room apartment in Louisville, Alabama, with my mom and my stepdad, and like we had a we had a television, and I remember everyone was asleep except me, and it it must have been like. It could have been Conan. It could have been, like, even past that point. You know, like, late night. Mm-hmm. And, um... Connor Oberst and the Mystic Valley Band came on. Fuck. And With Taylor, Taylor Hollingsworth was yeah. the lead guitar player for that band. And when he took his solo, he was playing on a... Not even a nice acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, you can you can go back and track this down to see what like it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. it's not a nice acoustic guitar, and like you know, 
and, and it's so weird because like that girl that I was talking about, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's where Connor Oberst is from. And weirdly enough, you know, Taylor Hollingsworth becomes his league guitar player. And he's first of all, Hollingsworth is right at home on an electric guitar and doing blue shit. Yeah. So I don't there are documentaries out there as to why Hollingsworth ended up being Connor Oberst lead guitar player. Really? But it really doesn't make sense. There's documentaries out there? Yeah. Well, weird old ones. Yeah, yeah I gotta that, check that shit yeah. out because I've never, yeah. I've never <laughs> they Googled fuck, they don't fucking make documentary. Sense. Yeah, I gotta do that. The fact that, uh, well, the way it worked out was, uh, I think the reason why Hollingsworth landed that gig well first of all he's he's an amazing guitar player but um uh Kate is his wife Mm -hmm. who's also an amazing singer and uh cousins with the Azure from yes yeah it's a big Uh, circle over there in, in in the ham no Kate's sisters with Maria Taylor yes and then Maria Taylor's with Azure Ray, yeah. and then Maria Taylor is married to, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and it all, it all from that point works in such weird ways as like, fucking, uh, damn it, I'm so bad at names. I'm looking at Jason Isbell on this poster though, and uh, um, do you know who opened for him on that tour? No. And that was like in 2016. A then unknown Sturgill Simpson. And I left I left there fucking Googling and Googling and following fucking Sturgill and everything. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we'll go back around. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, just to yeah, but, turn um, that off. Um, Macy Taylor. Um, it was Kate's uh, brother uh, married to Taylor Hogsworth, um, Kate Taylor. You know they. Uh, Macy was playing with with Taylor all through that, and then like I always knew Hollingsworth, and I, I mean like I remember the first gig I ever played with him, like. A random ass gig and like the the power went out. Yeah. Um, so we were forced to play acoustic. And um, we just play acoustic to this tiny little crowd. And uh, sorry. I remember so much, man. Like, I remember him serving me my burrito at Rojo. And him just, like, sitting there listening to me. And we're buddies now. But, yeah. like, you know, I went and saw his gig at, at, uh... Yeah, we were all there together. Yeah. And, like, now he just treats me 
as a buddy, but like he will never understand how I look at him, you know, and he'll cringe if they, if he ever hears me say that, but like you know he he'll never know but that I was sitting in a fucking apartment building. In Louisville, Alabama, at sixteen years old, and hearing him play lead on an acoustic guitar, yeah, but like it's for Connor Oberst, and like me being like, "Oh, cool, acoustic," because I wasn't aware of <laughs> that. The yeah. weirdest thing is, as a sixteen-year-old, I wasn't aware of blues, yeah, or fucking bluegrass. You know, I didn't know that instrument. Really, I knew electric guitar as lead and acoustic as rhythm. Sure. That's what I knew. Sure. And I, I was not privy to that much information. And So the, the whole open hand flicking style that you both have, like, where does that, where does that come from? How, like, where did you, did you, did you learn that or it just happened? Because when you when you play, you kind of you just basically take all of your your index fingers and flick them from your thumbs when you're playing the guitar, and somehow other fucking strings get hit in the process. Like what goes on in your brain when you think about when you're picking out something? You've got the chords. You're not doing anything extravagant on your left hand as much as you're on your right hand. Like that's. What boggles my mind because I'm not—I mean, I've always been a bass player, but I'm—I'm I'm a shitty bass player. But I just don't understand. Like, did that—is that something you developed from Hollingsworth or something you developed on your own? It, it, it was never a direct influence, which I—I would have thought it would have been. Yeah. Um, it's weird that I can trace it down to a moment. Yeah. Where I feel like most people cannot, because it's just like a thing that happens. But I I specifically specifically remember being at my sister's house, and like I was I was pretty good at finger picking. Yeah. And I just like blah blah blah, jam sailor shit. Um, and I also remember like being able to roughly approximate like. Like and playing bass of, with, you know, your, like, with your with your thumb. Yeah, like keeping the E. Let's say we're in the key of E, and like you know, a loose approximation. Yeah. But I remember tuning to open G, any open tuning, and like being able to just like. Oh, now it turns out it's like claw hammer banjo. I did not know that in the moment. Yeah. Because um, I'd never even I had played the banjo. Claw hammer is with using your thumb as the kind of the uh, hammer. Freely. Yeah, I um, mean, like, I don't, I don't exactly do what claw hammer actual claw hammer banjos, banjo players do, but I remember just like being in my sister's kitchen while she was at work on her computer and just like you know it's it's a weird thing like just like being like oh I all of a sudden like 
am clicking to this rhythm. And like I was feeling, because like up until that point, it was like, bum cha, bum cha, bum cha, bum cha. And then like finally realizing that up and down, you can actually access bum cha, like ghost notes. Yeah. If your fingers. I don't know why it's playing big free as shit. Sorry. <laughs> long story short, <laughs> you can access like where it is largely an upstroke downstroke thing within your upstroke or with. Within your upstroke or downstroke, you can do an upstroke or a downstroke yeah. where it's an upstroke or downstroke, vice versa. You know, like, um, but like, or mute it. You know, it, and that goes to like, it's it's not a generational thing. It's not a um, genre thing. Yeah, I you know Corey Wong is a great someone whose right hand technique is so much more important than their left I've, hand technique. I've got to listen to more of his band. Wolfpack is... Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, they're a weird band, but they're always like a band that I've always been intrigued by and I like their music. So I need to listen to more of it then. Right hand techniques are uh, far more important than left hand techniques in my opinion. That's always have, have, like... When I tell people about um, Taylor Hollingsworth, or when I tell people about uh, Taylor Hollingsworth's approach to guitar, is obtuse. Is I remember obtuse, the story that he but told also, us. Man, his his left hand is depending. Well, if his he's playing guitar for another band, it is busy as like he is. I think Taylor's doing more muting strings and holding like he mutes everything that's not held down. Yeah, he's good at that. Yeah, and then and then his right hand is just fucking going insane, just mm. fucking strumming like yeah. Les Claypool in a sense. Right, uh, uh, Corey Wong as, as, yeah. as, as well. But like, like the thing I've observed from Taylor is like, and this is the thing I've observed from like most guitarists that I ex- have hold a lot of respect for, is it's not about your fret hand, it's about what you do with the strum hand. And we were talking about, you know, but I don't think so much with Taylor though. I do. I do. I think it, I think it's, it's true. It's way important with Taylor. But yeah, maybe I think it may be both hands with that guy because he's just unreal. <laughs> but he's um, unreal. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think he's like that crazy with his left hand. He's a right-handed guitar player. Um, but it, but it's it's, when he, it's when what he's he does playing, with that strum hand more importantly than that's what. Is a technique that most people are unaware of. That's it. And like, uh, Justin Towns Earl is dead now. Like, he's like, I. I mean, I kind of learned it from. It's so weird to say that 
the technique that I play guitar on largely, and I still play guitar different ways, but like when I'm just like, like, I mean that really does boil down to like Justin Townsero in some way uh, it can't be Corey Wong because Corey Wong only plays with a uh, with a pick but um and like banjo players mm-hmm. but Corey Wong dude I don't know if in an interview he's ever talked about banjo players but he would be remiss to talk about like it has to boil down to that for him but also, like, that's the weird way art works, is, I mean, like, that, that, it was, it was such a frustrating heart, uh, uh, headline for me to receive, was, uh, what's the word, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the word for when you receive a headline, or, or just, um, someone describes you as something and you do not receive like you're not aware of what someone tells you you are oblivious. not oblivious but it's close to that it, it's when like you aren't even fucking aware of astonished no it's not that either I I kept in, in reviews, in reviews of my album, I kept getting called an artist that was somehow aware of old timey music, but at the same time, I was like, "Fuck this music." Yeah, that was the term, and I can't remember the name of that term. You said it the other day. I can never remember God. this term. <laughs> I keep trying to remember this term. So many reviews of that album came out. They There's... they said that I was so so oddly throwbacky, but also at the same time they said that I was just like uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. There is like not everything. a there is not another record out there that sounds like singing for myself. There's not. You can't you can't pin it down to any any artist. That's your own shit. That's your own. You're doing your thing. I don't think they were off base in saying what they said, because. But that's like you can't compare your record to anything else that's out there ever. And I'd say it's, it's timeless. It's completely different. For timeless is perfect. It w- it will yeah. be. It will be. Um, I mean, because you couldn't. I mean, that that album could have come out. And your your. I mean, it would sound different. Your voice, you cannot compare it to anybody else's. Your your guitar playing style, it's all you. You know, I mean, that's that's. I um, I wasn't looking for that, but. No, I mean, I'm not not trying to pat you on the back, but I'm just, you know, that's what I feel. All you need to know is I'm extremely upset. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know you (laughs) until tonight, and it's like. Yeah. Fuck! I've listened to your record so many times I can't even fucking tell you. Like I, I thank you're welcome for the fucking fifteen cents I gave you off of Spotify because I listened to your record 185 times. You know, yeah. <laughs> guys. Um, 
one last thing and let, we'll, we'll, we're done. We did that like fucking 30 minutes ago. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. These dudes gotta get back to Birmingham. They, they gotta go. And this ah. is, this is the closer. Is, um, it's hard to predict the future. But, um, what's next? What are you doing? What are you looking toward? What are you working toward? That Juan Bella tour. There you go. Plug that. Um, we'll see if it actually happens, though. But Juan Bella tour towards, uh, what is that? Fort, uh, White summer. It was dates like in the third week of August. And August. Then dates again in November, August. I think. It's like three weeks in November. I don't know if you're on all, or we're on all that, but I know they're doing three weeks. Email said August. It surprised me how many there were. Cool. Well, guys, it's been um, it's been so good to have y'all in Columbus. It's thank you so much for giving us time. Um, let's get the, let's get out of here, right? You gotta go. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck off. Get out of my house. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.